136. We stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit in your white bulletin insert. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord. For he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me. For I am desolate and afflicted. Unto the Lord do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end.
The Old Testament reading for Akuli is from the second, 22nd chapter of 2 Samuel. Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry entered his ears. This is the word of the Lord. The epistles from the fifth chapter of Ephesians. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience, Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. This is the word of the Lord. was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was, when the demon had gone out, that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. 
Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overtake, overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. And then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. And it happened, as he spoke these things, that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. But he said, More than that, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no ends. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who is spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Our sermon text is from Luke 11, verse 17. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. It is logically inconsistent to think that Jesus would be in league with Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Since in his messianic work, he is driving out demons and defeating the devil. You can't both be tearing down the kingdom and building up the kingdom. As Jesus has said, this kind of action would destroy the house. So Jesus makes it quite clear that his coming to drive out demons reveals that he is the Messiah and that the kingdom has come upon you. Jesus is the stronger man who is taking back the spoils from the devil who is the strong man. Jesus the stronger, the devil the strong. And he's taking back the spoils. So what are the things that Jesus, our stronger man, is is taking back? In our text, he gives the mute man back his voice. You see, the devil seeks to take away from you the gifts of God. The greatest gift that you have is the gift of salvation, which came to you through the new birth of holy baptism. You were given a new birth of water and the Spirit, and you became a dearly beloved son of God, a child of God. And with that, you received benefits of being in God's family. The first gift which we received was the love of God shown us in Christ Jesus. St. Paul tells us, Christ also has loved us, given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So you see, Christ's sacrifice earned the purchase price, the atonement for our transgressions and sins. And like a sweet-smelling fragrance, our Heavenly Father, He was pleased with His Son's work for us. And I tell you, we should be pleased as well, even, even eternally grateful. Now, Like the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, the devil seeks to get us to doubt the love of God. The devil comes to us and says, if you are a child of God, and then he offers for us some kind of slavery, but he packages it. He packages it up because he wants it to be so desirable to the eyes and we think it is uh, uh, pleasing for gaining wisdom. So he says to us things like this. You know, you don't have as much money and goods as your heathen neighbors do. That's because God is not taking care of you. What does that love of God give you anyway? It keeps you. That's what happens. That love of God keeps you from getting the good stuff. You need to turn those Christian stones that are weighing you down. Yeah, you need to turn them into toys and money and other good stuff. 
That's the way the devil packages it. He attacks the promises, the promises which God has made to us so that we doubt them. He portrays the love of God as being repressive and controlling. I remember a time when I asked my mother, why can't I stay out as late as the neighbor kids? Why can't I stay out past dark like Johnny does? His parents let him do all kinds of things that I can't do. It sounds so limiting. Well, I was told, it's because we love you. Those things will get you into trouble. Those things aren't good for you. So, who was telling the truth? Johnny said, just lie. Tell my parents that that his parents were home while they weren't, and, well, then we could do whatever we wanted. So, presently, it seems that every aspect of life is turned into a temptation of fornication. Promiscuous living is depicted as normal. It is subtly promoted by every song, movie, and television show. It would seem that no one abstains from sexual immorality as everybody is shown doing it. An immoral lifestyle is not just promoted by questionable magazines or trashy websites. No, experts and authorities in the government and schools are opening up the eyes of the next generation to all manner of uncleanness. But I tell you, these sexual perversions are shackles, shackles which take away the wonderful gift which God has given to his dearly beloved children. God has given you a wonderful body, and he desires that you possess your own vessel in sanctification and honor. Now, the devil would have you degrade your body by marking it up, by dressing inappropriately, and by being promiscuous. But God has given you a gift, a gift called marriage, so that you might use his gift of your body wisely. He desires that you would live a pure and decent life, that it would be in fidelity towards your spouse. He desires that you would have children and live a sacrificial life, that you would, well, bring them up as good and respectable citizens. Our God desires what is best for you, and he knows what will bring about the most joy. Our God has also given you a gift called a clean conscience, so that you know the difference between what is right and what is wrong. St. Paul, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 2, says this, For you know, listen to that, for you know what the commandments we gave you through our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, that is, you know that it is wrong. To live in lustful passion before marriage. 
You know it's wrong to engage in premarital intercourse. You know, you know it is right to live in purity and to safeguard the gifts of God. When you engage in these things, it goes against your conscience. Your conscience speaks up. When you go against, go ahead and do that, even though your conscience is against, you're not listening to the gift which God has given you, the gift of a conscience. Our Heavenly Father loves you, and he wants what's best for you. When you do these things, you are not walking in love. You are not imitating the sacrificial love of God who denied himself and gave himself up for us. (laughs) You're not denying anything. No, you're giving yourself over to sinful pleasures. Indeed, we find they are coveting what does not belong to them. They're taking, living selfish lives rather than encouraging your neighbor to safeguard the gifts of God. Uh, you are taking these things and defrauding them. The reason that we have to keep saying, well, not that there's anything wrong with it, <laughs> is so that we can convince ourselves. Because we know, as Paul says, there is something wrong with it. We try to make excuses. We even use theological language about original sin to try to justify our disobedience. We say, well, everyone is a sinner and no one is perfect. But once again, we are only fooling ourselves. St. Paul makes it clear that we even know the resulting punishment for unrepented and willful sinning. Here's what he says. For this you know, today's epistle, this you know. That no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God and Christ. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. But today, in the gospel, what do we find? We find that our Jesus has come. And he has come to take away the armor in which we trusted. He has come to expose our sin, along with the empty and deceitful words, which makes us think it's okay. He has come to give us back our voice, that we would use it to give thanks. Jesus has come to give us back our honorable body. He wants us to have a pure, joy-filled marriage. He desires for us to possess wealth and money, but not in covetousness. He has given us a voice that we might confess where we have failed and hear the words of forgiveness. Yes, I know, you were once in darkness. But Paul tells us, now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We are dearly beloved children of God, and he desires that we be imitators of him who loved us and gave himself up for us. There is no middle ground between these two, light and darkness, unbelief and belief. You can't be a child of God and live in the shackles of the devil. Either you have been saved through faith in Christ, or you are still enslaved. Jesus has come, and he has come to cast out the demons and their empty words. Jesus says, he who is not with me is against me. He 
who does not gather with me scatters. Well, our baptismal birth has made us God's beloved children. Jesus has suffered and died that we might be given back the gifts, the gifts of God, the good gifts of God, that we might possess them and do it in thanksgiving with our words. Furthermore, our Lord has provided the means for keeping those good gifts. He has provided for us a defense against our enemies. Jesus says this, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Believers, hear the word of God. Not just once. That's a, that's a present tense verb. It means a continuing going on. They hear it always. The definition of a disciple is one who is listening to the voice of his master. We are always listening to the word of God. We're keeping his teachings. And when we do that, we are being protected from our enemies. From those enemies which seek to deceive us with empty words. From those enemies who seek to minimize sin and its consequences from those enemies who seek to normalize uh, sinful living, call sin good, and finally, to protect us from those enemies who seek to call the work of Jesus a driving out of sin, they seek to call it a work of Beelzebub. No. When we are listening to the word of God and we are keeping its teachings, we are being protected from our enemies. God is doing just exactly what we prayed for him to do in the collect, stretching forth his right hand of his majesty to be our defense against our enemies. So either you are with Jesus and his words, or you are against Jesus. Either you gather with Jesus and he gives you the gifts, the gifts that he took back from the strong man, and he gives back to you, and you give thanks for them, or you are scattering God's gifts. Every person divided against himself will fall. But, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds and faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Page to the Lord. Almighty God, you are the one who is stronger than any of our problems or foes. Give us an undivided heart so that through the hearing of the word of God and retaining it, our sins are cast out. Let us pray to the Lord. 
Heavenly Father, give your church the strength to live holy lives as dearly loved children of light. Give our Bishop James and our pastors Gary and Michael the strength to confess the truth of your word with their actions so that they gather your people rather than scatter them. Give strength to Pastor Ahonan and to his congregation, Peace Lutheran in Ironwood, Michigan. Motivate the children at our learning center, our teachers and director Keeley, to live lives of love, just as Christ loved us. Let us pray to the Lord. Give wisdom to the leaders of our nation, to our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, to federal state legislators, county commissioners, city officials, and all our judges. We ask that Satan's schemes to sow discord and hate may be hindered, and all citizens may live together peaceably. Grant protection to those whose duty it is to defend this nation, especially for Danny and Jason and Blake, as well as for our police officers, especially Alex and Daniel. Watch over their families when they are absent. Guide our nation and its leaders as they use military force to use it responsibly in order to punish evil and reward good. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord O oh God, your compassions never fail. Give healing to the sick, relief to the suffering, peace to the sorrowful, and mercy to every soul that is distressed, that they may find in you the help that only you can give them. Be with our Shud and Carolyn, our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin, Jack, Levi, Anita, Paul, Larry and Deb, and Christina. Also with our students, with Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Cameron, and Benjamin, and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Renew our zeal in faith and life, 
and bring us to the fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, and as he bids us to do in his own testament, hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.